on Joe Mines Ragtime. This is Rob, and I know I've been out for a while, but IDW kind of needs to give me something to talk about. It's been two and a half months, and only three issues of three different series have come out. So let's keep a schedule, guys. Anyway, enough complaining about petty stuff. I've got real things to complain about, because Snake Eyes Dead Game 4 came out. So let's talk about it. As usual, the story and art are by Rob Liefeld, with script assists by Chad Bowers. This issue picks up where the last one left off, with Snake Eyes and the Super Adventure team of Joe Colton, Bullet Man, and Mike Power, the Atomic Man, confronting Kirigan and Olympia. Bullet Man and Mike Power attack Kirigan as he brags about how invincible he is and how inept they are, blah, 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 blah. Then he raises his sword to the air, and he and Olympia vanish in a flash of lightning. And he didn't even have to say by the power of Grayskull. Next, Snake Eyes is in Greenland, looking for something. He runs across a group of ninjas that have been sent to stop him from looking for something. Snake Eyes fights them off, using his newfound ability to produce swords and pistols out of thin air to defeat his enemies. Well, it's either that or Rob Liefeld's inability to maintain any continuity from panel to panel. One panel, he's got a sword and a pistol. Then the next panel, two swords. And the panel after that, it's just one sword. And then he's right back to two swords. Anyway, he beats the ninjas, and then he has to fight a ridiculously tall, like, three-story polar bear. Well, it starts at three stories, and then it gets even bigger than that. And then finally, it's about, like, regular polar bear size. Snake Eyes is apparently immune to these artistic inconsistencies, and he defeats the bear. This grants him an audience with Thor, or at least this story's version of Thor, who lets him swim to retrieve his hammer, which could apparently defeat Kirigan. Snake Eyes does retrieve the hammer, only to be confronted by Kirigan and Olympia. Kirigan takes the hammer from the exhausted Snake Eyes, but then he is shot about a half a dozen times by the Baroness, who has somehow also followed Snake Eyes, and Destro's there too. Why are Destro and the Baroness there? Uh, I don't care anymore. Well, it's time for a palate cleanser. And next up is G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, number 278. It's part of the Untold Tale series by Larry Hama, and the art in this issue is by Dan Shanig. This issue is set in the frozen tundras of Frozenland, and it features a team of Joes consisting of Snowjob, Frostbite, Iceberg, and Lowlight. They have just raided a Cobra Pterodrome and rescued a scientist, Dr. Tang, who has done some research on volcanic activity in the area that Cobra wants. They're escaping in a Snowcat and the Battle Force 2000 Dominator, but the vehicles are either damaged or are low on ammo. The Cobras have regrouped and are pursuing in wolves and an ice saber. The issue is a cat-and-mouse chase between the Joes and the Cobras. It's an entertaining one, and it's just basically a nice little simple one-off story. Dan Shanig's art is very reminiscent of the old Sunbow animated series. There's nothing spectacular here, but it's a well-executed and entertaining story. The final issue is G.I. Joe Castlefall by Paul Aller and Chris Avonhouse. It's been a long time since we got an issue from this series, and it's well worth the wait. This issue opens with a chase in Chicago. Two teams of Joes are tracking a Cobra transport in the hopes of capturing Dr. Mindbender. Battle Android troopers knock out one Joe vehicle, but the team of CoverGirl, Rock and Roll, Lightfoot, and Crankcase escape injury and get away. The other vehicle, with Lady J, Frontier, Roadblock, and Tiger, chase the transport underground and bring it to a stop. However, there's a surprise waiting for the Joes. The transport was carrying Major Blood, not Dr. Mindbender. Blood grabs Lady J and escapes. He has J radio the Joes to set up a meeting. Stalker and Scarlet meet with Blood. He returns Lady J, but he has an offer. 
Blood wants to help them overthrow Cobra Commander. Blood sees the commander as increasingly unstable and fears that instead of ruling the world, he will destroy it. Scarlet doesn't buy it and shoots Blood point-blank in the chest. While Hawk and Scarlet discuss the offer and her actions, we cut to Blood's quarters. Dr. Mindbender is there to take care of his dog. On the collar, he finds a flash drive labeled Castle Fall. And on the drive is a plan. And next we see Dr. Mindbender explain to the commander and the Baroness that Blood had complete intelligence on the Joes and planned to have bats swarm and destroy Joe headquarters. Mindbender, of course, takes credit for the genius of this plan and activates it with the commander's authorization. Meanwhile, we discover that Blood is in fact alive and being tended to by his friend Mindbender. He tells Blood that he found his plan and put it into effect. Blood hears this and just laughs. In Chicago, at Cobra's headquarters, bats arrive and start shooting Cobra personnel. The Joes get word of the chaos and put teams into action. The citizens of Chicago begin to riot as Cobra loses control of the city. The androids even make their way to the command center and force Cobra Commander and the Baroness to evacuate. Major Blood explains that the plan was not designed to overrun Joe headquarters, but Cobra's. Blood used the intelligence he stole from the Joes to make this plan possible. While Mindbender panics, Blood rises from his hospital bed. And I'm not going to tell you what happens next. The Joes converge on Cobra headquarters as the commander and the Baroness try to escape. Does the commander escape? Do the Joes liberate Chicago? Go buy the issue and find out. This series is excellent and deserves to be read. So far, this is an early frontrunner for the best book I've read all year. All right, this one allowed me to wrap up on a high note. For those of you looking for more Joe-related material in the intervals between the IDW releases, Larry Hama right now is returning to an old favorite and writing a fun Iron Fist series from Marvel. Also, Joe fans should be on the lookout in May for a just-announced upcoming clash between Snake Eyes and a certain Dark Knight from DC Comics. That's all for this time. Until the next issue, I will see you at the Comics Racks.